What is going on, you guys? I am your host, Joseph Newton, and I am joined by my co-host and serial entrepreneur, Mr. Lewis Franielchik. Episode three. Yeah. So in today's episode, we will be talking about habits. Now, you all know about them. It was Aristotle that famously said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Now, I think that that's an incredibly powerful and extremely accurate statement. And I honestly believe that a vast majority of people underestimate the power of habits. So I think that it's only right to begin with and to try to get an understanding of where habits originate from and where they come from. Now, anybody that has read The Power of Habits by Charles de Higg will have noted that he was famous for noting the, the three-step process in which habits are formed. Now, this originates with a cue, it's followed up by a routine, and then it's reinforced with a reward. So we've got cue, routine, reward in a circle. So an example of this would be you making yourself a cup of coffee in the morning. The cue is that you enter into your kitchen. The routine is that you you enter you or you know you switch on the kettle, you put your coffee granules into the cup. Um and then the reward is that you get a caffeinated start to your day. Now, interestingly, De Hig notes that there are two parts of that process in which your brain will spike. The first is the cue and the second is the reward. So this means that if you want to change a bad habit, all you have to do is simply swap out the routine. So an example of this would be, let's take alcoholics for an example. Research suggests into alcoholism that the alcoholic isn't necessarily looking, uh, or they don't actually enjoy the intoxication. But what they're more craving is companionship and relaxation. You know, so if you take an alcoholic and they swap out things uh, such as the intoxication and you replace them with, and you replace the routine there, and then you put them in places like, you know, meetings or they join classes, then they're going to drift away from their alcoholic tendencies because the routine is replaced. And then we can look at habits from a, from a neuroscience perspective. During this, there are two key parts of the brain which is involved in making habits. The first is the basal ganglia. Now, this is synonymous with emotional development, memory-making, pattern recognition. The other part of the brain is the prefrontal cortex. This is the part of the brain which is in charge of making decisions. Now, as habits get reinforced, the prefrontal cortex plays less and less of a decision due to the basal ganglia then governing our behavior. And there's clear research that suggests that habits govern at least 
40% of our everyday behavior. So it goes without saying that habits are an incredibly, incredibly powerful tool in our daily lives. And having the right habits is, is just pivotal to our success or our failures. And I love the quote from Brendan Bishar when he says, change your habits, change your life. Now, a lot of you may be thinking, how long does it take to form a habit? And research will say that it's anywhere from, you know, there are some studies saying 21, then some of them I've seen go up to about 67 days. But more importantly than the duration, what is vital is the willpower. How badly do you want to enforce positive habits? How, how drastically do you want to swap out routines and form new ones? And if they are governing at least 40% of our everyday behavior, then you would think that if you want to be successful, then forming new habits is pretty much a requirement. So let me bring in my co-host, Lewis Franielchik. Lewis, what would you say that someone looking to change their life, to, to change their ways, and they want to head towards a new successful life, they want to achieve their goals, what do you think the number one habit could be that someone could start with that could take them in the right direction? Well, first of all, what I want to say is that when you think of the, when people mention the word habit, it's generally attached with a stigma. People often say bad habits. You hear the words bad habits more than you, were, you hear good habits, such as smoking, drinking, etc. And those bad habits, people go on and on about how drastically they can affect your life. But it works the same way with good habits. Hmm. It can improve your life just as bad habits ruin your life. Now, I was looking today at some of the most successful people in the world. And I looked into the types of habits that they adopted. Now, I started looking into Warren Buffett. Wow. Warren Buffett, arguably one of the most successful people and influential people on the planet, would you say? Absolutely. The most successful investor in history. It's very interesting, I found this. When you think of Warren Buffett, you think what habits he might have. You might think they're habits that you, and, that you and I maybe not be able to comprehend, maybe habits we couldn't pick up straight away. But he's adamant when he says, and this is a quote from him, that reading is the most crucial habit he's ever developed in his entire life, both personally, in terms of business, Wow any walk of life he says that reading is the most crucial habit he ever developed and i think that's absolutely true and i think the power of that and the beauty of that is that anybody can start reading and they can do it right now yeah and it can soon become a habit with the right attitude wow and i've got to say that if i was to write a list of habits then that would change someone's life I would put reading at number one. And I can say this with some confidence. I've been reading self-help, personal development books since I was 15 or 16. I remember the first ever book that I started with, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Then it was Tony Robbins. So I, I, know, I know exactly how powerful they are. And if I was to advise someone in like a business type space on, or an entrepreneurial path, I would advise them to split their reading into three different types, mindset, personal development, business. 
they are the ones which I would break them down to. But it's interesting that uh, you mentioned Warren Buffett because I read an interview with him before. And in the interview, he said that that he now only reads for four hours a day because he slowed down in his old age. Wow. And And talking about reading, I would suggest that anybody reading should aim for at least one book per week. Now, the simple way to do this is you take a book, you find out how many pages are in it, and then you just divide it by seven. So, for example, if there are 350 pages in a book, then you read 50 pages a night. With one of the things I've always heard when it when it comes to reading is people saying that they don't have the time to read. And that frustrates me so much. Yeah, There's so much time for reading. I mean, how, how many Facebook statuses and tweets do people read a day? Yeah. If you combine them, that would probably make about 50 pages a day. <laughs> and, you know, there's always time when you're in bed, waking up a yeah. bit earlier. Now, and this... This fits in perfectly with reading because you look at a lot of self-made millionaires and their morning routine consists of reading. Yeah. And I found this a very interesting statistic that 50% of all self-made millionaires get out of bed three at least three hours before their working day starts, before they even put an ounce of effort into their working day in business. And a big part of that is reading. And I think that's, that can't be a coincidence. I love that so much. And I also love the quote, win the morning to win the day. I agree with that completely. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot, cannot emphasize enough the power of reading. I think that books are the most underappreciated asset in the world. I think that for the price which they cost, you know, I mean, you can, you can pick them up so cheaply. And the return on investment of one idea, which you could get, is unparalleled. I mean, I truly believe that that the more ideas in which you put into yourself from books, from other things, and they may not even be directed in, you know, from which are specific to your field, but the more ideas you get, the more you study the successes, the success stories, the people you look up to, you know, then, then it's going to result in more ideas out. And imagine if I say to you right now, you could take the most successful, the most effective, the most productive people in history, and, you know, they may not be here, but you can have their personal memoirs. You can find out their inner thoughts. You can find out what what drove them. You know, you, you would sign up for it. But the, but the reality is that we we probably can. You know, they're just, they're called books. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't emphasize this enough. And, and if anyone says that, you know, I don't have the time to read, then, you know, they're not the type of person you want to be around. And I would seriously, seriously, this is the number one habit I would say to develop. On oh, no doubt, and I agree. But what I wanted to do before we moved on to our next habit, I think it'd be a great insight for anyone listening as, as to the types of people we are, is I want you, as yeah. well as me, to name one book you read that you think has really changed your mindset, changed your life. Okay. And give one of the main points you you remember taking away from that book that you'll always remember, and I'll do the same. Oh, well, you've really put me on the spot for you. But, so, of all the books which I have read, I would, I think that the, uh, I'm going to go for The One Thing by Gary Keller. Now, I, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of books which have, like, resonated for me in different 
different aspects but but the one thing by Gary Keller I think this is a brilliant brilliant book and in it he talks about how how around all successful people there's always one thing which they all focus their attention on there's always one thing at the center of them so for example let's take let's take let's say you I know you're a fan of him UFC fighters CM Punk now the guy is and no doubt but he's unbelievably successful what he's done he's written books but what started this all his one thing was his career in the WWE now you look at someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger governor of California you know successful actor but his one thing was bodybuilding so success will branch around you one thing and also another great thing i learned about there was how willpower willpower is like it's like a muscle so basically you have an, like a limited amount of willpower each day so by the end of the day your willpower is low and then at the start of the next day it recharges so use your willpower wisely but i seriously suggest you guys check that book out fantastic and, and develop your one thing the one thing now for me and this is a book that that really came into my life at the perfect time i was lost in terms of what i wanted to pursue or how to pursue it and i remember reading this book and it just it just redirected my focus mm. it's called be obsessed or be average by grant cardone and now i i fell in love with this book to the point where i was making notes while i was reading it extensive notes i was talking to people who'd also read the book comparing notes but there was always one point i always took away from and i'll always remember confusing healthy and unhealthy obsessions now an unhealthy obsession is something you use to escape reality whereas a healthy obsession will make your dreams become a reality yeah and that's one of the biggest things i mean you think of all the obsessions people have with with xbox with um with bad foods with their tv shows with with little things like that and are, are any of those obsessions progressing them as a person or progressing them towards their dreams mm. whereas if you pick up healthier obsessions like reading writing things that will contribute to where you want to go in life then i think that that's something i've been trying to focus on is trying to redirect my my obsessions and make them healthy well, so that's uh, I think that'll cover it for for reading as the number one habit. Okay. So moving on. Yeah. I mean, there's so many habits, so many successful habits. What is another one that comes to mind? What is one of your most important habits? Okay, so this is also another trait which I truly, truly subscribe to, and I've noticed that in my life, whenever I don't follow this, then my life will subsequently have have a downward spiral now that habit is waking up early now i personally don't subscribe to the idea like so when when someone tells me that they are naturally night owls i'm not i'm not you know i'm i'm always very skeptical i think that that person just has an irregular sleep routine the people i know that that go to sleep at you know, at two, three in the morning. Uh, they're never waking up. They, there's all, they, they'll nap during the day. They'll always have a shitty routine. But yeah, but honestly, getting up early, you know, you just feel as if you have a head start on everyone else. I truly believe this. 
Now, what time you get up, you know, that's that's completely up to you. But I, but this combined with re- with reading, they are such powerful habits to develop. Well, I think they go hand in hand. And one of the things with waking up earlier, and this is something I've always that always grinds my gears a bit. When when you talk about waking up early, and someone says, "Yeah, but I stay up later than you. I get my stuff done in the night." Yeah. Let's be honest. You're not, you're not your most productive at two o'clock in the morning. As I said earlier, willpower is a muscle. By nighttime, your willpower is diminished. You know, the people that stay up to do it at night, very rarely do they know how they would perform in the morning. So they have no comparison of it. So of course they believe that they're more, more productive at nighttime. And one of the one of the biggest things I find, and this is like I, this is the way I like to think throughout the day, right? So your day-to-day life is all about battles. You're winning 60-second battles every day. You're taking each thing that comes in front of you and you're thinking, right, working on the present, this next 60 seconds, this is the battle I have. And I think waking up early in the morning, you've won the first battle of the day, beating the alarm clock. And that sets you up. That sets the tone for the entire day. You've won the first battle. So now you're in the habit of winning battle after battle after battle. Yeah. Now remember as well, guys, that the very first battle that you will face, as I will, as Lewis will, every day... The very first challenge of the day is when that alarm goes off. Now, if you hit the snooze button, then you have already lost the first battle of your day. Now, something that really, really helped me get up very early is Mel Robbins' five-second rule. So, your alarm goes off, and then as soon as you hear it going off, you count down from five, five, four, three two one and then you just get up without thinking about it because the longer you spend there contemplating it the the more chance of you just staying in bed and falling asleep so now let's lewis let's bring this on to habit number three what do we have my habit number three and and i often think this is people tend to shy away from this one or they, or funny enough we all do it every year yeah is goal setting mm. right so let me give you a little statistic on goal setting okay so 80% of the wealthiest people on the planet are obsessed with pursuing goals right so they they refer into daily and long-term goals on the regular now what I think what with goal setting is say you have an, say you want to be somewhere say everyone has an end product right yeah so you want to be successful what is the one thing you want to achieve Right, so let's, let's take it for example, you want to write a book. Yeah. So, you get your piece of paper, you write down, you know, you want to you want you write down, publish book. Mm. Then what you need to do from there is you need to work backwards. I think too many people work forwards, they think, right, what's the next step right now? You need to, you need to visualize the end product. Yeah. And I think you need to work backwards and that will create a chart of every goal you need to tick off along your way. And I promise you, there's no, like like I said earlier, small victories, ticking off a goal, whether it's daily, yeah, whether it's anything. Honestly, it's just a feel good factor. I mean, even in the slightest, tiniest ways, I think there's even with shopping lists. If you take a shopping list on a piece of paper into a shop and you're ticking things off as you go along, it does feel good in your brain. Yeah, I think ticking things off achieving things little goals i think that's paramount to success yeah i'd agree with that and i am in the process of writing a book and i can tell you that breaking that down on a goal list was one of the best things i did 
because just having you know write a book is you know it's great but i don't think that it's it's specific enough now right, saying to yourself i'm going to write 20 pages today i'm going to write an introduction i'm going to write chapter 1 i'm going to i'm going to do half of chapter 2 now that is specific so i completely agree with your goal setting and yeah and if any of you've read the uh the what they don't teach you in harvard business school book then there's a statistic in there that people that write down their goals 87% more likely to achieve them than people that don't uh so let's get on now to habit number 4 now this habit is not generally associated with business entrepreneurialism success motivation in that sense but i think it's really important exercise physical exercise yeah now again that fits into a lot of millionaires and self-made and successful people's morning routine it normally consists of reading and exercise yeah and it was richard branson who said that as soon as he started adding exercise to his morning routine it doubled his productivity yeah in every walk of life well yeah i would i would i completely agree with that I, I, on my list was lifting weights. I, what I love about the exercise one is how much discipline it builds, especially on days which you don't feel like it, it builds. It builds so much discipline and willpower. Uh, like for example, things like leg training, squatting, you know, that, that builds so much fire inside you. And remember how you do anything is how you do everything. So yeah, completely agree with that. So tell me another habit of yours that, that you think is really I'm going I'm going to add to the last one. I think that on taking care of your body, I think it is also vital to take care of your mind. Absolutely. And I think things like meditation, uh gratefulness, mindfulness. Uh I think that these traits will will go hand in hand with your habit. Uh I think that meditation is a superpower. You know, I I honestly do. I I the when I think about times which I've ever felt anxious, I think that it has really, really helped me, and there's so much I want to get so much better at. So yeah, I can I completely. Agree oh, I, with that. I completely agree with that. In terms of, I was reading early. I was reading a um, it was actually a case study that was conducted in some of the top universities throughout the UK, and it was it, it was said the importance of like you said meditating even in small ways yeah. they said that even just taking two minutes throughout the day throughout your work day to focus on your breathing just for two minutes is going to reduce your stress tenfold yeah i completely agree with that for the last habit i am gonna put forward one from the first book which i ever read from stephen covey's the seven habits of highly effective people this habit is being proactive now what i love about this is is basically this allows you to build your entire life around your goals around your priorities remember successful and effective people are priority driven they are they are living towards their priorities they're not getting pulled away by their emails stop checking your emails all the time this is seriously fucking people up stop reacting to your phone as soon as your phone goes off, you know, are you, are you reacting to that? Or are you staying there and you're writing your book? You're writing your essays? Yeah, you know, are you waiting for things to pile up before you react to them? Or are you 
the one which is proactively going out there and dead and dictating your life. Proactivity is if you look through through a list of successful people, they may not specifically say that they are proactive, but I can guarantee that they all have proactive traits. Now, for me, the most valuable thing on this earth is time. You can't buy time. No. Of course. Now, when you're talking about being proactive, when you're investing your time in anything, it's literally gone forever. Yeah. You can't get that back, right? So when you start seeing time as the greatest risk of all, it'll force you to become more aware of exactly how you're investing your time. Yeah. So you need to think about time. Say you spend far too long playing games for the day and you think, ah, well, it, it was fun while it lasted. That time is gone. You're never, ever, ever going to get those seconds back. Yeah. And are those seconds you could have been using to bet yourself, to, to, to chase your dreams? Of course they are. Now, you need to start viewing time as a massive risk. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm going to take a point from Brendan Bouchard's, um, from his High Performance Habits book. And another thing in regards to proactivity, where he talks about how high performers, they are consistently, they are always asking themselves, who do I want to be? And they have this vision of themselves in the future. And then they work towards it. Now, that is being proactive. So every time you are thinking about reacting in the same old way, just ask yourself, is this who the most courageous, the best version of me would be? Every time you go into a situation, ask yourself, how would the best version of me respond in this? You know, in relationships, how would the best version of me act in this scenario? I think that it's so, so key to ask yourself these questions. Do you have anything which you want to follow well, up no, with? No, I just think uh, being proactive and, and just, it's, it's paramount to everything. I mean, you will always, you will always, it's, it's no coincidence that this coincides with the most successful people. Now, there are people who are naturally one way inclined and, one, and other people are more proactive than others. And that's where the saying comes from, that if you split every single penny on this earth and shared it out between everybody, it would eventually end up in the same pockets it started in. Because some people choose to invest their time, their, the way they react, things like that, proactivity more than others. And that is just a trait and a habit you need to develop or it's gonna continue that way. I love that so much. Okay, guys, that's gonna wrap up episode three. We'll be getting some guests on the show, some very big names. I just wanna say as well, a massive thank you to everybody that has listened to the first two episodes. Uh, guys, if you could please like comment subscribe it really helps us with the visibility of the show we'll be we'll be firing out three to five episodes per week every week we believe in accountability we want to hold you guys accountable if anybody has anything that they want to ask us please email us free uh freedom at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us on instagram at freedom pact guys thank you so much i am joseph newton this is lewis for neil chick we will see you again for episode four. Thank you so much.